0: This is Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks, where a spirit board
1: conversation sparked our spiritual evolution. I'm Shale. And I'm Cheyenne. And each week, we explore a world where there is much more than meets the eye. So pour yourself a drink and join us as we cheers to a witch in good time. (laughs) How are we feeling this morning?
2: I'm I'm well for, for me it's the afternoon. That's the true. afternoon. It's it's two PM here. How was I this morning? This morning was good. Um <laughs> I I I spent the morning contemplating whether I was gonna arrive with a margarita and um it was it was a really hard decision because I am driving later on in the day and with a child in the back. So I made the adult decision not to drink unfortunately and I know that you told me this is your your finale and I haven't got a margarita in front of me and I feel I feel shame but um... you can (laughs) join
1: us in that shame because I considered also having a margarita but it's 7 a.m and I have to work in two hours so probably not the best move today but it doesn't matter because we can get that margarita vibe really high Mm -hmm. I feel like it's
3: Good. it'll be great
0: I, I actually honestly don't have an excuse because i don't work today but <gasps> i just didn't want to make a margarita well actually i do have an excuse that i have family and <laughs> they probably
1: would want me running the blender at 7 a.m everyone <laughs> will wake up to shale just totally wasted at 8 a.m
0: but rowan i am drinking tea like english tea in your honor today so. yeah
1: let's
2: yeah let's do it let's just
1: up. talk about what we're drinking yeah let's dive right in go <laughs> what English tea are you drinking, Shale? I'm drinking...
0: Oh my god, I went blank. I'm obviously not awake yet. I am drinking <gasps> Earl Grey. <laughs> oh. That's English, right?
2: It's... it's yeah, I, I i think it sounds in, it sounds so british i'm so i'm sure at some point it wasn't and we've just colonized it from another country but as one does as you do when you're english that's what we do we just go around the world stealing other people's cultures and their tea leaves <laughs> um <laughs>
1: Um, So Cheryl and I are working on the same love level this morning because I made myself a London fog. So it's Earl Grey with um, cream and vanilla. A little sweeter. The London fog was actually invented in Vancouver. I did look this up. I was going to say, is this an example of like American globalization? Yeah, it was invented at a Starbucks in Vancouver because a pregnant lady who went and was like a diehard latte drinker every day which earl grey has basically the same amount of caffeine as coffee so i don't really think this was a good replacement beverage but no shame no mommy shaming here (laughs) we're pro mom Um, yes so she kind of like invented it and then it became really popular and then starbucks took it everywhere and now i think you can get them basically everywhere
2: i don't think i've ever heard of it (laughs) That was so
1: American of me, too, just assuming that everyone would know. Like, of course it, you can just go get a London fob, Just not in London.
2: It, it sounds more like an alcoholic beverage, personally. I
1: That's, think you, you know, could, I think the same thing. Yeah, you could put some vodka in this, probably. Like some whipped cream-flavored vodka. Ooh. Like, really go solid white girl with it.
2: Nice. Nice. That sounds delicious. Well,
1: <laughs> and I do
0: have to admit, too, that, like... My tea obviously comes in a tea pouch, <laughs> and I used like oat milk creamer from the grocery store in it. So, so mine's a very almost there. Yeah, mine's a very like Americanized version of this, but it's what I could work with at six thirty this morning.
2: You know, I, I don't think British people, I don't think English people, do tea maybe the way people expect. You know, most people don't own a teapot these days. It's <laughs> I think really? uh, yeah uh, yeah uh, well I I'm now speaking on behalf of everyone in England <laughs> <laughs> um it's uh, yeah maybe it's a lot less common than people think in terms of I think there's a lot of stereotypes around kind of the high tea era of kind of people having that kind of post noon tea and and owning a teapot and everything perhaps being loose leaf but I think definitely there is there is more of the convenience teas now you can definitely get hundreds of types of tea there's just an aisle in a supermarket which is tea um so tea is very popular but I think Coffee is becoming even more popular now in England.
0: It's so funny you say that because I think in, like, American pop culture in particular, like, English folks are always portrayed as, oh, you guys just drink the Lipton tea here. And (laughs) 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 it's so funny to think about how that's, like, influenced us.
2: Yeah, to to be honest, you'd be hard pushed to find Lipton. Probably one of the bigger ones, really, is is twinings or... um... Or even like something that that's like quite trashy, like PG Tips, which is like a breakfast tea, which is like a strong ass tea, like packed with caffeine. There you go, British tea education. That's not what you wanted, but you've got it. You, you got want it? You
1: know, I think I did want it actually. So we're
0: good. <laughs> I know. I'm
2: sorry.
1: Peaky Tips is like, can we like open a topless restaurant called Peaky Tips? <gasps>
2: oh, oh, it it is like PG, like like as in. Like PG rated, but Peaky sounds hilarious. Like Peaky Tips, (laughs) it sounds like a strip club.
1: So sexual,
0: (laughs) you know. Peaky Tips doesn't sound any better to me.
2: oh god never mind
1: giving the people the content that they want what are you drinking rowan
2: um so in my glass i I sent you an image this is uh this is the tears of internet trolls garnished Mm. with apple mint and lemon Mm. because well i'm just a sour ass bitch oh my Um, god uh no uh what am i drinking it's it's an elderflower tonic water so kind of like that sounds british um and it does it does have apple mint in there because that was close to the kitchen growing near it and then a lemon because it feels more like an alcoholic drink if you like stick a citrus fruit on the top um yeah that's it really that's what I'm doing
1: I love that I don't think I've had apple mint
2: um well it it, to be honest, it just tastes like a less exciting regular mint, like a peppermint. Um, I'm kind and of this a mint is a
1: freak, though. I love mint. I've got oh. a bunch of different kinds, but I don't think I've ever grown apple. Give well, it, give it, give it a, give it a go. Mm-hmm. Like, to
2: be honest, I'm, I'm, you know I'm, I'm not going to like rant and rave over it. And, to be, and even what this is a really embarrassing story. Uh, it, for a really long time, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've been telling everyone like, oh, I've got this new mint that's growing, and it's called a capital mint um and I you know everyone, everyone was you know, looking I've never heard of Kappel mint in my life you know I was talking to tons of people who know tons of things about herbology and different things growing in the garden and in the end I decided to google it like you know what the frick is a Kappel mint and <laughs> it doesn't exist so I looked I looked at my label that I'd written myself and um I I'd written mint and then in brackets Apple mint. <laughs> oh,
3: funny.
2: <laughs> um, so I, yeah, i have been reading it as Kappel mint all that time, but it was actually just a bracket. So I am a, I'm a douchebag. There you go.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. Okay, so you've given yourself a lot of really fun intros already. So we should probably tell our guests who the fuck you are.
2: <laughs> Who's this person? Why who are they on? Who is podcast? this
1: person? Shale, who
0: are we talking to today? So we are talking to the person that I would eventually name my dog after, but didn't know until seven years later. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But Rowan, you and my dog also share the same name. Fun fact. And I've been waiting until this episode to tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so we are speaking with Rowan Oaken today. He is the podcast host of Season of the Witch. If you have not listened to that podcast, what the hell are you doing? Um, That's actually how I discovered Rowan. I I don't know. I was scrolling through Instagram looking for witchy podcasts and and Rowan's popped up. And so I was like, "Ooh, I love the title. I love the aesthetic he has going on. And so I checked it out. And five seconds, I'm sure, as you can imagine, just from listening to this intro, five seconds in, I was dying with (laughs) laughter. I can't tell. Wait,
1: I think it was the Salon episode. It was because you were yes. sending me like snippets from it before I'd listened to it. And it was one of those things that, you know, like when you're, when someone recommends something to you and then that like stubborn troll part of your brain is like, I'm going <laughs> to listen to it when I want to listen to it. Um, it took me a little bit to like actually get around to listening to that episode because yeah. the hype was so real. And then I was like, oh God, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm yeah. here. I'm on board. We'll be oh, yeah. friends. I was
0: totally <laughs> hounding Cheyenne about it. I was like, oh my gosh, you have to listen This is so funny. And so, yeah, I, I was hooked instantly, and we ended up connecting on Instagram, and the rest is history. But yeah, yeah. If, you, if you have not listened to that podcast, you have to, because it is a fun time every time.
2: Thanks. Oh, I feel old. I've, got, I've gone all red now. Ooh, oh, my God,
3: Make you
0: blush. No. Oh, <laughs> Your yeah. intro is
1: not done, so.
3: <laughs> <More>? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're just going to keep telling people about you, because we're obsessed um so yes rowan sent me this intro this morning and i'm honestly i'm just gonna read it because i think it's hilarious
2: oh no that, that, it was, that no, no you don't have to read the whole thing
1: i'm gonna i will i will commentate <laughs> oh that's so I good my own flavor but it did make me laugh this morning at 4 31 a.m when i checked my messages <laughs> Um, So yes, Rowan is a sassy queer witch spilling tea on the occult on his podcast season of The Witch with Rowan Oaken. We shout him out constantly and we have to delineate whether we're talking about him or Shale's dog. So you've heard of him (laughs) if you've been along for this ride at all at any point. Something we share and love is a passion for educating people who don't really know anything yet as opposed to humiliating Advocating for greater diversity in the witchcraft community at large, which we're definitely going to talk about today. Um, something we definitely don't have in common is that he is a dad to a tiny little dervish whirl of a child. Um, He's very cute <laughs> and will like pop up in the back of voice messages on Instagram <laughs> with his little chatters and I love him. Um, Rowan actually prefers coffee, so I think it's really funny that Shale and I both made tea to celebrate our English <laughs> our English witch friend today. It just like
0: goes to show that we were totally falling into like the the stereotype that's perpetuated in
1: American culture. Just judging a witch by his cover. <laughs> um, he speaks Mandarin, which is really exciting, even though he definitely failed it in school. did. Um, and he's a writer of the screen, which is really exciting. Rowan actually sent me his screenplay, and I'm almost done with it. Um, no spoilers. You'll have to wait till it comes to a big theater near you.
3: <laughs> or he
0: gives a little sneak peek of it on his latest episode about the Fae, and it sounds freaking phenomenal. So that is definitely yeah. a movie I would watch.
3: <laughs> uh.
1: So he's just, you know, a jack of all trades. What can't you do, Rowan?
2: Um, a handstand. Me no, either. No, I, I, I spent a year. This, this is ridiculous. You know, I, I've talked on the podcast before about setting intentions for the year and one year for for no apparent reason it's like the most shallow thing ever I was like I'm gonna do a handstand this year um as opposed to you know like help fight world hunger and all those good things I was, uh, you know a handstand is important and I spent a whole year trying to do it and I just I just couldn't do it so I gave up um I I still didn't go I I, like I didn't go on to set another intention like world hunger I I just gave up and was like well this year was a waste of time um
0: throw it yeah. out
2: can't, well, can't do a handstand
0: <laughs> Rowan if this makes you feel better I wanted to learn how to twerk in quarantine and I watched a five-minute YouTube video and was like I can't do that and gave up so <laughs> I feel adm-
1: <laughs> that is so funny do you have you watched The Office Rowan
2: which one
1: the the US version
2: some of it
1: Okay. Well, there's one episode in particular that that made me think of. I can cut this out if this is completely boring to everybody. (laughs) But it's a New Year's resolution episode. And Creed Bratton, his New Year's resolution is to do a perfect cartwheel. Oh,
0: yes. And that's just what
1: that reminds me of. (laughs) And he does it in the middle of the office. It's not a cartwheel. He basically just like frog hops on the floor and then stands (laughs) up and he goes, "Yep, I did it. And is like totally content and happy. So Uh, handstand uh, is uh. subjective. If you do it against the wall, I think it counts.
2: That's true. That's true. I suppose if your hands are on the floor and your feet are in the air at some point, it's a handstand, right? Exactly.
3: I mean, yes. that's how I can I do
2: that right now. It. Okay. Well, maybe I'm better than I thought I was. And uh, now I thought, <laughs> thank you. This is like a therapy moment. <laughs> and... <laughs> so, what Rowan
1: and I are really good at is just validating each other's bad habits. So it's probably <laughs> yes. good that we have an ocean between us because I think we would be very Mm. dangerous enabling friends in person.
2: Absolutely. Just like, yeah, go for it. (laughs) Jump
1: off. See what happens. What's the worst (laughs) thing that happen?
0: You're just like burning down (laughs) the town together.
2: I think we would. Uh, That's fine. I think it's helpful. It's healthy. It's healthy.
1: (laughs) It is. Okay. So without further ado, because we have actually a lot of really interesting things to talk about today.
0: Yes. Ooh, it's my favorite sound.
1: It is. This deck is getting a little more comfortable being shuffled. She's a little
0: stiff. What's the okay, deck we're, we're working with today?
1: We are going to end the way we started with, well, that might not be true. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I was like, that was evil laugh. <laughs> like, I don't actually remember if we used the tattoo tarot for our first episode. I think we used literary witches. I think we did. So just kidding. That
0: doesn't work. Wait. But now I'm second-guessing myself because sometimes we record episodes out of order.
1: I know. I'm confused. We're using the Tattoo Tarot to it's answer a surprise. your question. We'll find out. So we're asking the Tattoo Tarot today. We're just... This is our season finale, friends. Probably. Who knows? We might drop a couple random episodes on you this summer. But If you're nice to us. If you're nice. <laughs> follow us on Instagram. We'll figure it out. Uh, but we're just going to wrap up this season. What energy we're wrapping up with. What we're going into... Uh, Season three, with which is kind of a weird thing to think about, but I'm excited about it. Okay, we had one jump out. Oh, she's pretty. Okay, we have actually drawn today the Hanged Man. Interesting. Um, and man is a misnomer because it's definitely a woman on this card. So, although I really appreciated in our episode with um, Jeremy from When Walls Can Talk looking at the tarot in a much less gendered lens than the traditional Mm -hmm. smith rider weight so anyway okay so the hanged man reminds us that there is value in the moments between action i mean already right we're going into hiatus (laughs) like okay our hanged man is calm and cool She is bound and contorted into what we would imagine to be a painful position. Her hair and ankle are tied together with a blue rope, and she is suspended high in the air. But if you look closely, you'll see that she holds the rope in her own hands. She can free herself whenever she is ready. Has she chosen this position for herself? Or is she just taking inventory of the uncomfortable position the universe has set her in? It probably doesn't matter. She closes her eyes and accepts this position. For now, this is where she is, and she is perfectly content with that. She opens her mind to new lessons. She embraces the pause. Wait. There is no reason to move forward immediately. There is much still to be learned from your current situation. How long can you hold the pose?
0: I think this was a reflection of Rowan's handstand. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, yes. <laughs>
1: Keep trying. Stay where you are. We're not done with this work yet.
2: <laughs> no, it's finished.
1: Oh, very funny. Well, I really like that as our lesson kind of guiding us yeah. this summer through Hiatus. Of, you know, people and what's interesting about just the podcast world too is we always kind of operate a few weeks faster than the bulk of our listeners. We have our dedicated diehards who, you know, download the minute I press publish. But, you know, we're looking at you, (laughs) right? (laughs) Uh, But people still kind of flicker in, you know, and people are still catching up on season one and we're still finding new listeners. So I think it's important to not get too ahead of ourselves in these moments, too, and to just realize that there's still a lot of wisdom to be learned from revisiting too. So if you miss us this summer, just keep listening episodes. We get paid both ways. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: Bye-bye. think it's a really good card for the solstice, though. Stand still. Very, Ooh, very apt, yes. isn't it? The hanged woman, the hanged person. You know, stand still, take reflection, take stock. I think, as, as much as it's a nice reflection on. You know the podcast's hiatus, moving into a, a quieter period for the podcast. It's also, I think, quite reflective of of the the year and where we are at this point in the year. As a bit of a pause and a moment for reflection and and a gratitude and looking back and and reflecting. Ooh,
1: chill. You want you uh, to draw cards for us?
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you can be I'll be there later. in just a moment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, and, you know, I was thinking about the symbology of three, you know, because we just really reflected on that in our last episode with Jeremy. You know, I was just thinking kind of similar to what Rowan said about taking a moment for reflection, but also the fact that each season we seem to transform a little bit more. And we, before we start the next season, we stop to really look back on what that transformation looked like and what we learned and what it looks like moving forward. And so I think taking that time to really process even just this last time before rushing into the next, I think is so important. Mm-hmm. All right, are just growing I like know. little weeds, like crapplement. Like
3: mint. Like crapplement.
2: Crapplement.
3: Oh, my
0: goodness. I about you have to call it that from now on.
2: I will, and I shall.
1: That is so <laughs> funny. So we have some really fun, weird, quirky things to talk about today, but I just want to take another brief moment, Rowan, if you want to stand up on your own little soapbox um, for a mo and just talk about like a little, give us a little bit more of a bio, like who you are, what witchcraft means to you, like just how that looks and manifests in your day to day life.
2: Okay. Right. Pressure. Love it. Um, (laughs) So. (laughs) Um, <laughs> what does it look like in everyday life? I'll start with that one. I think um, that has changed. That has changed so much over the years. Um, I think when I started in the craft, what I was really exposed to was this this Wiccan pantheon. It was very Wiccan-based text. And I spent a lot of time going, am I Wiccan? I don't feel like I am, but I resonate with so many different elements within here. Um I'm really confused. Uh, you know, am I neo-pagan? Am I pay- and I spent so much time kind of trying to really label things. And labels can be helpful. They can be really useful, especially if you've got a peanut allergy. But <laughs> <when> it, I, <laughs> and I don't have a peanut allergy. I did not know where that came to my mind. Um, but, they, they, you know, they can be useful in terms of directing and informing. But they can also be really boxing in and I think since doing the podcast I've really been able to transform the way I think about labels, to transform the way that I think about the craft and really break out of the mold of what witchcraft can be and what the occult is towards something that is perhaps more personalized and I think Instagram and TikTok social media can be a blessing and a curse when it comes to working within the craft. I think I've talked about it countless times on the podcast, the, the, the commodification of the craft, the trendifying of witchcraft to towards a point where you feel that you are, what you're doing doesn't feel authentically you because it's not, um, it's not authentically the craft but, um, because you're doing authentically you. And actually the the craft like crafting is something that can be personalized. Yes, you've got to understand the basics in order to kind of break the rules, perhaps as it were. So there is research that needs to be done. Um, but just trust uh, trusting that process is something that I feel has been a, a process for me. Um, so today kind of, you know, what does everyday magic look like to me? One of the things that I've recently talked about on, the, on Season of the Witch was one of the big transformations for me was taking down my altar, which probably witches on the show are listening going, what the hell, what's wrong with you? You demon, <laughs> why would you do that? Are you ashamed of your craft? No, um, none of that. I, you know, my altar has always been this, this shelf in my bedroom and I'm looking at it right now and it's now completely empty. And what I, what I noticed and what I spotted within my craft was that I was, I was moving everything into the kitchen and I was, I was working with all my herbs in the kitchen. I was doing all my magical working in the kitchen. I was doing my writing in the kitchen. And then I was bringing it back upstairs. And I was like, why the frick am I doing this? You know, what, <laughs> why does, like, you know, I, and I, I'm you know, really drilling down to, it. I'm doing it because books have told me to do it. Mm-hmm. And TikToks have told me to do it. Instagram has shown me countless gorgeous altars that look nothing like mine. Um, And what I realized was that the kitchen was my altar. That was my sacred space where I was working. And giving myself that permission, or as you would say on the show, (laughs) permission. There we go. Oh, that was seamless. Um,
1: (laughs) Thanks, we practiced. We were both waiting.
2: (laughs) They're like, tick that box. Um, To to be able to say, actually, my craft... just because someone hasn't written about it or or I've never read anything about doing it in this way it doesn't negate what I'm doing it doesn't devalue what I'm doing so that's kind of my everyday craft is actually finding how I craft and connecting with that thought of craft being personal See that, that I would say that's what that's what my craft looks like to me. I don't know whether I answered your question. Um, bio was one of the other things that you said. I suppose we've mentioned that I'm a podcaster, I'm a writer. I do zero things on social media these days. I'm kind of moving away from it, not because of I mentioned some of the toxicity perhaps behind it, but just because I'm taking on far too many projects and this handstand isn't gonna teach itself. So. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> does, that, that, for does sure. that give you a, <laughs> give you a, a like mm, a thing for something? sure
1: and it's it's interesting because i feel in a very similar way just in trying to think about things like like this podcast right we're giving i mean we're giving ourselves a platform um <laughs> and the people who listen to us which we're super grateful for but you know there's all this perceived social media pressure to like show up and perform and Mm -hmm. like be on all the time and I found myself recently too in like moments of ritual like going to grab my phone and take an Instagram and then you're totally out of the Mm -hmm. moment and then you're like oh never mind I probably don't really need to post this because now it isn't actually authentic because all I was thinking about was taking this photo Mm -hmm. for all of these people and so it's a weird balance when you're trying to be like a voice in the community as far as you know a place where people can come and discuss things comfortably and safely and without judgment um Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and being available without like giving away the farm too a little
0: bit Mm -hmm. well I'm actually kind of having a moment (laughs) because Shia knows this but like I've always wanted to have an altar but like it always brought me so much anxiety and I'm always like Mm -hmm. well You know, I have a small house, and it'll be in a room where there's other people, and I don't want that energy, and my only other room in the house is also an office, and I work in there, and again, I don't want that energy, you know, and um, I don't really want it in my bedroom either, but we don't really have another space for it, and so I would just always have this anxiety around like, oh, I need a sacred space. I need a place for me to be able to connect to my craft, and I have that space. Now that you're saying in the kitchen, for you, Rowan, Mm -hmm. for me... I think my apothecary space serves as that. It's my mm-hmm. my place I go to breathe, my place I go to connect with the plants and and it's it's got its own special place in my home. And why am I trying to like add to that, I guess? <laughs> so I'm just having a yes. moment of yes, duh, you don't have to do it that way at all.
2: Yes. Ah oh, moments. I love it. You just get yeah, be led by led by your craft, I would say. I think it's the this too many rules I feel these mm-hmm. days with, 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 well, you know, maybe not necessarily true, you know, if you look back, some of, uh, back at some of the older texts, actually, there was maybe, because there was less written about it, maybe felt like there were more rules, but I feel that there's too many um, visual guidelines. And I think if you are, you know, working in a particular space, an altar is a working space as much as a sacred space, and be right. led by that, you know, for some people, their altar might actually be out their back door, and it's where they go and go for a walk, and, and they, that's where they set intentions and do walking meditations. Maybe that's their altar.
1: Yes, yeah, I love that. Me too. Yeah. So. Okay, this is a good spot to take a quick break, and, and then we'll talk okay. about all the weird, weird shit we found on the internet.
2: Let's get <laughs> out.
1: Okay, see you in like 30
2: seconds. See you soon.
0: Hello. Welcome back. Ooh, that was very Dracula sounding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the castle. (laughs) Like a Russian Dracula? (laughs) I was going to say, it went Arnold Schwarzenegger really fast.
2: hello hello
1: welcome back
2: welcome back
0: oh see rose was way more Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) shayan's dracula voice sounds a little terminator-ish so
2: oh i thought mine did i could could maybe do a better one like welcome back that was that's that's my dracula voice i think i ended up doing a terminator voice um (laughs) uh, who knows Maybe, maybe the terminator is also dracula there we go, revealing things today.
0: <laughs> S- spilling the tea. <laughs>
2: we are spilling the tea. Spilling the Terminator tea. Terminator is Dracula. <laughs> um...
1: <laughs> That's Rowan's next screenplay. Spoilers.
2: This needs to it be. Is... This oh, needs oh,
3: to be kept Dracula. in. Don't edit what, this out. What Terminator
1: movie would this be at this point? Terminator Six. <clears throat>
2: yeah, well, no, I think at this point, this is when the franchise has really gone down the pan, and they're really trying hard. This is like Terminator fourteen. Oh, and, exactly. <laughs> we've got to um... <laughs> wait a few more years. And they've had to. Literally resurrect Arnold Schwarzenegger for the film as a vampire, and that's why he is a vampire.
0: Okay, you guys, I would watch this movie. I'm I was gonna say, I'm
1: <laughs> saying, I, have, I have garbage taste because I would watch it for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there we go. I've got my next film to write. See you later.
0: <laughs> yeah, get on that. <laughs> Bye.
2: So we're talking weird things. Almost. things. Yes. Yeah, so Rowan, I have oh, a question oh. for you. Yeah, question away.
0: Okay, so I wanted to know, and I've been dying of curiosity about this, but I Mm. wanted to know, is Oaken your last name? Well, obviously it's your last name, but is it your real last name?
2: Is it your real last name? (laughs) Or is it a
0: pen name? Because I think it's so fascinating, if it's not, that you're named after two very powerful trees.
2: Well, there's there's also the tale of Roanoke.
0: Oh, Do you know about yes. that one? Oh, yes. Yes, 100%. I'm into the spooky <laughs> things.
2: <laughs> I'll leave it at that to give you a bit of a thought.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going right. to be chewing on that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there we go. It's a, it's an extra spooky adage to the name.
0: I love that.
2: Spoilers.
0: <laughs> That's so for those cool. who are not familiar with the story of Roanoke, you all need to Google that.
2: Mm. It's a creepy
0: one. Google Here's it. A
2: creepy one. And I too am a creepy one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 well, Not the creepy ones. Well, I think that's a good segue.
2: Thanks. Let's do it. Let's get on that segue and slide on over.
1: Yes. Okay. Weird things. Who wants to start? What did we find? Oh, what are we even talking about? We're talking about I gave everybody the very vague note for this podcast episode yeah. of just like weird magic like weird old magic old spells old folklore just something fucking weird yes. um weird is obviously subjective if we tell you any of these things and it's something you religiously practice we're not making fun of you i'm sorry but also i have some I, I am ones, i am so I'm, maybe I'm, I'm,
3: <laughs>
2: like, i am taking the piss out of you i think you're weird. <laughs> you are <so>
1: fucking weird <laughs>
2: sorry i am not i'm not signing your waiver and disclaimer
1: that's fair no NDAs here (laughs) Uh, should we round robin it should we each just like grab one and go let's do
2: it i well i brought two with me um so i i went to the greek pantheon because i did classics um at a levels so i wanted to kind of unearth my classical studies and absolutely butcher my knowledge um so yeah, I just went to, to some things that I remembered and tried to get some dates in there to make myself sound like I was more educated than I actually am.
1: We love to see it.
2: Okay. <laughs> you will.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you I want me to go first? You're like, weirdos. Yeah. <laughs>
1: lay it on me. Give me one.
2: Okay. Well, okay. So you've well, you've either got two. You've either got werewolves or, or fannies. Oh wait, like funnies means something different to you guys don't they
1: yeah um, fanny to me is is a butt yeah I was like no. that's
0: what. Yeah, I yeah no
2: talking. no a funny a funny over here is like a foof like a like a bajingo um <laughs> I still don't understand
0: either of those words <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um I'm dying
3: oh,
2: oh, do you know I ha- like I have well, you probably gather what a fanny is by that Like a fanny is is the front bum, um, the bum of the front. It's oh, the va- the vagina. A
0: bajingo
2: um, A I want to that
0: way from
1: now on, one hundred percent.
2: And you don't have faith? Come on. You I guys don't have
1: think so. Okay, you know what's actually funny? Sorry, my little sister, if you're listening to this. I know one of you listens to these. Um. <laughs> She, my stepmom, the cute word she used to use for vagina instead of vagina was foo oh, oh, yeah, I've heard that one. Uh, yeah. And we used to, you know when you're like on a really roly hill or like one of those rides at the amusement park that like makes your tummy drop? Oh, my God, I see where this is going and I feel secondhand <laughs> embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably horrible of me to do. I might delete it. Sorry. I won't tell you which sister. Um, but we used to call those the foo-foo ticklers. Like that was... <laughs> so anytime I see one now, I go to an amusement park or to a fair, and I just like can't help it. I'm just like, Yep, that's the, that's the poo poo tickler. Anyone oh. want to it? Uh, uh, uh,
0: that makes it even worse uh, uh. when you ask her if you want to write. We got weird already. We're already
1: done. So funny. <laughs> Maybe she'll get we... to this one.
2: Uh, hopefully, not after that. Maybe this is as far as she made it.
1: <laughs>
2: she's yeah, she's, already to the off. she's yeah. no <laughs> well like my, my friend when she was younger she had the the horrible mistake when she she went over to the state. she was in florida i think she she was and she stepped on something and she needed to get a shot um sounds like florida. a jab <laughs> <laughs> good old florida <laughs> with all those needles around um and yeah so the doctor the, the, the doctor comes over and says you know i'm gonna just give you um a little shot in the fanny and you know, as I remind you, in England, a fanny is a foof and a jingo. So she's 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 crawling the walls like she's like, Mom, he's, he's gonna stick it up my vagina. Like, no, don't don't make him do it. Um don't. So, these are um, these are the kinds
0: of conversations I need to have every morning at seven a.m. It's <laughs> wonderful. Oh, better than coffee. Yeah.
2: I mean, re- I also I'm really sorry. That, you know, this is your last episode, and everyone's come for some kind of witchcraft, and instead they've got a conversation about vaginas. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, I do apologize. Man, yeah, truly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hope not. Um, <laughs> remember, I'm i I'm it a gay man. Already. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, you've got two options. You either have uh, werewolves or- Well, I or... think you
1: have to give us the fanny one first. Okay. <laughs> we'll go back to werewolves.
2: Okay. Okay. Let's, uh, let's go over to the uh, the funny. Right. So I'm going to be talking today about the Thesmophoria. You guys heard about the Thesmophoria before?
0: I don't think so. Nope. mm
2: Good. Um, it's, it's, more <laughs> ex- <laughs> it's more exciting, perhaps, if you haven't. So, I, you know, I remember this one from my classics A-levels, um, and mostly in particular about this ritual where it involved the spreading of a rotten pig over crops. So they would d- kind of like dig this big hole and they would put this pig in it dead and wait for it to rot and spread it over the crops to kind of ensure a good harvest. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Hmm. Well, the festival. It was a women-only festival. So hooray for the ancient Greeks for that one. Men were forbidden from attending, which I think is super cool. Um, You know, there's like, yeah, get out of here. Uh, There are loads of examples, I think, as well, within Greek history of men-only festivals. So I think this was like one of the fair few. Although I know in a lot of male Greek festivals, prostitutes could attend. um, History lessons. But anyway, this is just for the ladies. Just for the ladies. Ladies only. And... (laughs) Most of the information about this festival does all come from Aristophanes's comedy, Women at the Thesmophoria Festival, and a scholarly, scholarly, scholarly commentary on the dialogues of the courtesans. Okay. Uh, so you've got to take, you know, you've got to take things with a bit of a pinch of salt as to kind of where things come from. We take
1: things with a rim of salt around here—a
2: big old rim.
3: <gasps> <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
2: sorry i am i'm not right no. <laughs> like, oh, that's what the I, little
1: I, e button is for
2: do you know what i i thought being on someone else's podcast i wouldn't be as gross as i am on my own podcast and it turns out i think i'm worse
0: <laughs> you just have like all the freedom
3: <laughs>
2: i have yeah, i know um so let's get back to the first mephoria. this this you know female festival i remember fannies are involved in this and it. So you've got you've got that lead up. Um, so it lasted for three days and it commemorated the abduction of Persephone by Hades and Persephone's mother Demeter's mourning over her daughter's abduction. Um, and I think also kind of just holding for a moment to kind of like spill a little bit of tea here. Um, spill some tea. Splash, splash, splash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there, you know, there, there are tons of kids out there on social media saying that they follow i mean i don't know like like the church of hades or whatever like and they're just trying to be like goth as fuck right but like let's face it he kidnaps her because he's infatuated and wants to marry her there's like no consent nothing you know yeah, and it is and
1: pretty gross and there's
2: a big thing of that in the greek pantheon there's so many people that i see celebrating the greek pantheon on um like on particular deities and i do often wonder to myself have you actually read about any of these people, or do you just are you just doing this to middle finger up to your parents because you're like, oh fuck Jesus, I'm gonna go and celebrate Hades? <laughs> like it's ridiculous. You might as well just go and celebrate Satan. That's going to be more have more of an impact for your parents. It's just silly, silly. Um, anyway, soapbox down i, you know, I just, it just it, it just it irritates me sometimes because you then you have conversations and they have no idea what you're talking about and so never mind
1: damn kids
2: damn kids um so, so uh, anyway sorry about my that my one <laughs> it's, mine. it's not mine um it's not what i'm here to talk about so um i'm trying to get myself back track yet one unusual characteristic of the Thesmophoria is that even though it was this religious festival one major aspect of, of the celebration was to tell dirty jokes to each other so all these women would get together at this religious festival and they would just tell dirty jokes um and insult each other that was like an important part of the f- religious festival which I love so like an and how do I <laughs>
0: what was that <laughs> i was like where's this coven-, coven and how do i join this is amazing I know,
2: I know it's my kind of thing just being gross dirty and just insulting each other <laughs> just reading <Yes>. each other <laughs> um but there is an explanation it's not just because they're a bunch of sassy bitches and it's like the first time they actually get to get be with each other um so according to their bibliotech um which is like the Spanish word for library is it I don't know (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's a Greek word um it's a in the second second century AD Greek mythographic text get those words out Rowan and it comes from Demeter who's searching around for her daughter Persephone in the underworld and At that time, she's staying in the home of King Kelios of Eleusis. And there's an old woman there called Iambe. And she told the goddess a dirty joke and that made her smile. Um, And I was reading into this. I was like, well, what what is the dirty joke? And sometimes she gets called Balbo, you know, and it's really hard to find any example of the dirty joke. And it turns out it wasn't a dirty joke. It wasn't a dirty joke.
1: I think I do actually know this story.
2: What do you think happened?
1: maybe I don't now I'm
3: nervous
2: (laughs) (laughs) well she sees Demeter like crying her eyes out she's my daughter she's gone she's kidnapped and Iambe or Balbo as she is also known um she goes and she you know takes her robes and she just full-on flashes her bajingo at Demeter to cheer her up um so funny And sometimes Balbo is represented as a statue with a face, like, in her stomach, which is also weirder. Um, There you go. Uh, That is the origin of dirty joke telling at the Thesmophoria. And it, it took us that long to eventually get to the foof. But we got there. There we go. Go tell a dirty joke. Celebrate Demeter.
1: That is so funny. I love that you um, You probably should get consent from your friends before flashing them, but yes, <laughs> try it out.
2: Absolutely. Consent first. Can I flash you? Do you mind? <laughs> Do
1: you mind? I think this would really help your process.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like it's part of the five stages of grief. When you get to acceptance, it's um, faith-related. There we
1: go. Oh, that's brilliant. That Is it that it-
3: It
1: is. Oh, Shale, what did you find in the dark corners of the
0: internet? All right, so I went a little medieval because I'm always fascinated about like all the folklore associated with witchcraft and like the fear of witchcraft, you know. And so, I was looking at what are some what are the ways in which people used to protect their homes, Um, because you know that's very abundant even in today's culture where. I mean, of course, nowadays, we have like security systems and stuff like that to keep (laughs) unwanted things out. But um, back in the day, you know, you used to feel very vulnerable. It it was like even locks on your home wasn't good enough to keep the supernatural forces at bay. And, you know, those those darn witches and evil spirits could creep through even the slightest crack in the window um, and unlock your doors with just the flick of a wrist or whatever that looked like and so they had to get a little creative in how they went about protecting their home and so some of us might be familiar with you know putting an iron horseshoe over the door as a way to keep dark energies at bay because spirits just they don't fuck with iron you know so but of course there's you know throughout history there's controversy as to whether or not the horseshoe should be up or down. Some people believe that keeping it down is actually a good thing where others feel like you're letting all of your luck run out. And so it's just really interesting to see this kind of telephone effect of these different types of practices throughout the line. Mm -hmm. But some of the weird shit that people used to do to keep people at bay or to keep evil spirits away um, are quite striking, actually. So I think probably just to jump right into it the first one that I think is super weird and I'm not quite sure why it has to be a cat but apparently <clears throat> the chimney was especially a place that things could get in and I mean we see that in pop culture right because Santa Claus can <laughs> it's jump funny down that chimney. you thought of
1: Santa Claus because as soon as you said things can come through your chimney I thought of that scene in Jumanji where all the bats come out of it Oh, yeah. Okay, quick side note. Jumanji was a
0: traumatizing movie. Jumanji's scary. (laughs) I just want (laughs) to point that out. (laughs) Um, Horror film. But anyway, so what they would do in the chimney is they would actually, you know, once the cat died, or I'm hoping the cat died of natural causes. Now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm getting the vibe that probably not, because if you need to protect your house in a pinch, you probably can't wait for the cat to become a grandpa. (laughs) Um, But anyway, they would board up a cat into the bricks of the chimney and um supposedly that would scare away the 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 supernatural entities or witches and i'm wondering too if because witches tend to be associated with cats as their familiars and that dark magic uh maybe it was a way of almost you know scaring a witch away with their own tools sort of a thing interesting and you know smelly Right. That, okay. That's what I was thinking too. And I mean, also they, they bricked them up, but still, I'm like, that would still seep through you would think. <laughs>
2: um, I think perhaps everyone at that time just kind of smelled though. So you'd be like, is that you or is that the cat? <laughs> <Is> that,
1: <laughs> the dead cat in the chimney. <laughs> Seriously though.
0: They're just like, hang some dead roses over it. It'll be fine. So um, interesting. And you know, cats are also associated with getting rid of vermin and, mice and stuff like that so i'm wondering too if it's it's that almost like metaphysical pest removal type of a vibe that they were going for by bricking their cat up in the chimney
1: do you hear that telly ride next time you're bad
3: <laughs> <laughs> ah. you
2: <laughs> that's disgusting but it i love it disgusting that. but i think like if to be honest as a witch if I went into someone's house and someone was like hi Rowan how you doing I, I by the way I, I have put a dead cat in my wall um i am like okay um fuck this um I'll see you later uh, I'm not coming in that's that's your, you are really weird no oh. um, just
1: remembered I have to be somewhere
2: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Uh, I think it would kind of work to be honest.
0: I'm picturing like those like bougie people that really love to show off all of the cool assets that they have in their house, you know, where like modern times it would be like, look at this super sick new security system that I have. And it's Mm -hmm. got all of these amazing cameras and and stuff like that. But now I'm like picturing that back several hundred years and that same bougie person being like. (sighs) So hear me out. Here's the latest renovation we did. Dead cat in the chimney. No witch can pass. You wish (laughs) that you could be like me.
2: (laughs) Yes. I want that as a show where they, like, make up people's homes and they, like, witch-proof people's homes. Oh, my
0: gosh. Like, home makeover but with
2: witchcraft? Yeah.
1: Have you seen like those witches' stairs that are like, yes, tiny and offset and doesn't look like anyone could walk up them, let alone a witch?
3: Right.
1: (laughs) Coming downstairs for your morning coffee before you've had anything. Like people (laughs) ate shit down those all the time.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: I fall down (laughs) normal stairs. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) What else you got, Shale?
0: well and that's just kind of the the practice too is just weird little things and no one really knows why these are the things that kept witches out but for example a braid of human hair that someone hangs in the attic you know you know for sure a witch is going to walk in and say oh there's human hair braided (laughs) in the ceiling gotta go you know (laughs) or basically it's
2: just like weird them out isn't it weird the person weird the witch out more like really freak (laughs) them out you know
0: (laughs) But I mean, it's just so funny to think about the rationale, too, because it's like, okay, you're also weird that this witch could literally flick their wrist and unlock your house and that they have these astronomical superpowers, but your braid of hair is sure going to deter them. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: You know it. It's crazy they... hats, unwashed. Oh, yes.
0: You know, that might actually work. That's a very good point. They didn't have good shampoo back then. <laughs> um, but yeah, other things were they would stick bottles of. Um, old toenails so you clip your toenails you do your your grooming and whatnot and then you just shove that in the chimney too alongside the dead cat
1: that (laughs) helps amplify the energies of the home i would Um, be freaked out if i went into someone's home and they just had a jar of toenails to be fair mm -hmm. well and this is what's so funny right is the
0: only reason we know this is because people are renovating their homes and finding this kind of crap in the walls right and then you have to try to make an explanation for it and yeah i don't know what i would do if i'm like oh let's you know let's remodel the kitchen and boom Dead cat carcass, jar of toenails, human hair falls out. Like, what are you gonna do?
2: The thing, the thing that I think is interesting though is a lot of these things sound like things that people have superstitions that witches do, like collect people's hair and toenails. Like, right? You're just you're just leaving it out for them. Yeah, like, you're doing them a favor. Here you are. Here, here's my hair. Wrap I heard you the like pocket. these things. <laughs> the gifts. <laughs> Please
1: don't steal my children.
2: (laughs) Don't eat my baby.
0: (laughs) But I think the the kind of weirdest one is the fact that somebody would just leave their old boot and clogs up up chimneys. And so I'm not quite sure. And maybe Rowan, maybe. I know that these people are actually
1: using their chimneys for heat. Apparently not, (laughs) like, dude, this is a big time fire hazard. They're just shoving all their shit in the fireplace. (laughs)
2: Maybe I have never heard of a thing. thing. I have never heard of that one before. I've heard I've I've heard of a few of the others, but never a boot.
0: Well, and I guess the reason why is it would be a decoy. And so what I'm reading here is that they were hoping to fool the invading witch, demon, or fairy into believing that they themselves were present guarding vulnerable access points. Um and the reason they say that is that. The shoes are a universal metaphor for the person who wears them. So think of like walk a mile in someone's shoes or if the shoe mm. fits Cinderella, wear it. So it's almost like by you putting your shoe there, they think they become you. And oh. for some reason, I don't know how that gets them out of your house, but I guess maybe they just start acting more like you. But in that case, then you have like a doppelganger situation. <clears throat> so again, I just don't get the... the. <laughs> the logic behind some of these practices because i don't really want two of me hanging out in the house especially if one's got some like adverse nefarious
2: <laughs> i don't know like if he's gonna do the washing up i don't really mind well that's it's fair that's a very good point you know and then, the clone uh, never and then does, though,
1: right like
2: no that's always, always the not, dream
1: so. the clone is always gonna be evil they're never gonna <sighs> be like oh you know what rowan number one don't worry about the dishes tonight i'll do the washing no. You put your your feet up. Yeah. (laughs)
2: See, the biggest gag, though, is when you find out that you are actually the evil clone and you're like, oh, like like, you are the evil twin. And like, that's what would happen to me.
3: Yeah.
2: I'd be like, oh, I'm the bad one. And you're the, oh, Oh, rubbish. Yeah.
0: Very good. That's actually a very good point. Now I'm questioning if I have a good twin out there somewhere.
1: Right. That's great. What
2: have you got for us? Hit us.
1: I'm gonna hit y'all with some love spells.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: just you know, I feel like that's what everyone wants, right? Like, also, people do weird shit to
0: fall in love, so I'm just I'm anticipating this one hardcore.
3: <sighs> I don't
0: know.
1: There are quite a few dead dogs. That seems to be a theme. I I don't understand. I really appreciate should we, that we all went very different directions. Should we also do a moment yeah. of silence
0: really quickly for the the dead cats and dogs? <laughs> for all the dead <laughs> <dogs>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's- laughs>
1: lost their lives for other people to find love or not be attacked by witches. Mm-hmm. R. Sacrifice, R. P. P. truly. So yeah, we all went in different geographical locations, which I think is fun. My love spells are coming at us from Egypt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From the Greek magical papyri, which was a series of ancient spell books um, from Egypt between the 2nd century BCE and the 5th century CE. So... They were kind of a DIY guide to magical rituals and spells to help people solve their everyday problems like demonic possession and, you know, catching thieves, curing fevers and keeping calm, which is a really fun combo of things, you know, just your everyday ailments, everyday ailments like demonic (laughs) possession. Um, But the majority of them, the vast majority of them focus on love. So I have just a couple little small ones. So there's one sentence. This is my favorite one. To get a certain woman at the baths, rub a tick from a dead dog on the loins. That's all it says. It doesn't say whose loins if you're rubbing them on hers, if you're rubbing them on yours. Um, I have such a fear of ticks that if some dude
3: (laughs) were to ever try
1: that, oh my God
0: excuse me miss i've rubbed a tick on my loins for you no please i would do the whole send an emergency call like be texting my friend under the table like get me the hell out of here this date is going very bad this is
1: going (laughs) poorly
2: I want that um, on a Valentine's card. Excuse me, miss. <laughs> I rubbed the tick on my loins. <laughs> tick
1: on my lawn. It's for you. And you're <clears> giving <throat> it to like this is happening at the baths. Where was everyone bathing communally? Because that feels like dangerous and weird. Or are you sneaking into the women's section and being like, I got a tick. <laughs> a beep. It's for you. Also, why are there ticks
0: on dead dogs? I know ticks aren't that smart, too.
1: but,
0: like, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> There's
3: stupid not tick. stuff
1: to stupid <laughs> tick. <sighs> okay, so here's another one. This one is called the Irresistible Love Spell of Attraction,
3: mm-hmm.
1: in which you use fish blood to write a spell invoking demons on the skin of an ass. I'm assuming...
2: <laughs> oh, I just you- laughed at the word ass. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're all very mature on the skin of a donkey. <laughs> Thank um, you.
2: I don't, don't
1: know. Must... I feel like in this context, it could be left up to interpretation. So. <laughs> yeah, so it could be for sure because it's not, none of these are as descriptive as they should be for what you're actually trying to do. Um, because it says, then they must wrap it in vetch, which is a plant that has pink flowers, and hide it in the mouth of a recently deceased dog. But, so, recently deceased dog. Skin of an ass, a human ass, a, a mule donkey ass, we don't exactly know. When I initially read this, I was like, oh, you're just painting fish blood on a live animal, but then you're wrapping it up in flowers, so that obviously doesn't work because a donkey won't yeah. fit in a dog's mouth.
3: <laughs> so there are a lot
1: of dead animals involved. There's dead fish, a dead donkey, and a dead dog. That's
2: a but lot of effort. Irresistible.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, that takes a lot of pre- preparation. Yeah. Irresistible love spell of attraction.
2: Well, that is a guarantee by some things. (laughs) So So, uh, you heard it here, folks. (laughs) You can get
1: it. (laughs) Um, I have one love spell that asked the user to, this one's not as gross, but you would use an iron ring that was inscribed with the likes of um, Herpocrates, who is the Hellenistic god of silence. And then you would put it in a lotus on your hands while you shouted the magical words at the moon, from your rooftop just the magical words just the magical words and the so it's up to the you deity and the lotus yeah it just says shout the magical words
0: <laughs> i mean that was common <laughs> knowledge obviously you all knew that uh, the magical
1: words were i just like sure. really really confusing that we're using the god of silence and then we're screaming at the moon <laughs> I like, not catch that. That's really funny. So I'm like, that one was a little tickly. And then there's another one, the immediate fetching spell. A lot of these are like, yeah, 20 seconds guaranteed. This one has a warning that says to be ready because it works fairly instantly. And so you have to be prepared for the consequences. So make sure On you're back, like... naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, make sure you're really in love with this person. Um, and this one's not as creepy. You... Well, I mean, you're still using blood of dead animals, but... You take a seashell and write the holy names, and again, not sure whose holy names, um, with the blood of a black donkey specifically, and then you recite your spell, and boom, there they are, ready for you. That one seems pretty straightforward. So then I have one more. I pulled a recipe for a love potion for us, Mm. just to to end it on a high note. If you want to mix a little cocktail, find yourself some love, all you need... Is to take a fragment from the tip of your fingernail, pick your favorite finger, (laughs) um, and an apple seed together with blood from the same finger of the fingernail that you took. You're going to pound the apple into a mush and add your blood and the fingernail and the apple seed with it. And then put it in a cup of wine, semen from the wannabe lover, and then hair from a dead man. Any old dead man will do. (laughs) And then you recite the given spell seven times over, and then you make the woman drink it, and she'll love you forever.
3: Shit.
1: (laughs) Okay, so I have a a pro tip for this one.
0: If you just use a hangnail, two birds, one stone. Ew.
2: (laughs) Gosh, the things people used to do before Tinder and Grindr is ridiculous, isn't it? Seriously,
0: and I thought those were just a lot of effort.
2: I know they are
1: <laughs> Don't
2: that's, even that's... have to
1: put your semen in with wine On those ones
2: I know gone have a good days. That's what I say <laughs>
1: <laughs> So there you go A couple little couple little love notes You can well, you know, try I'm them really at your own discretion
2: I'm really disappointed though That you had this heads up And you didn't make this beverage before the show
1: I know that should have been what I was drinking I know <laughs> Seriously that is such a disappointment Cheyenne I wasn't really sure where to get hair from a dead man.
2: The fat pie.
0: Actually, that brings me comfort to know that you don't know how to do that. So.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my only real option would be to like, I guess I could sneak into the museum. Into the Egyptian. Because I'm working with Egyptian spells, so it would probably be stronger if I snuck into the Egyptian section. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Busted through the bulletproof glass. Stole Mm -hmm. a lock of hair from a mummy. Replace the glass so no one would know. And you
0: have planned this out, is what you're
1: saying?
2: And then ejaculated in a cup.
1: (laughs) Then I just need to ejaculate. So (laughs) fine, I'll figure that part out.
2: It sounds really easy. I think.
1: I mean, it's like any sort of recipe. I can probably substitute.
2: Yes. For let's not. No, let's not get into this. This is. This is. It's
1: it's gone too far. (laughs) It's
2: gone too far. Oh my god! (laughs)
1: Backtrack. We need to go back to werewolves. werewolf story let's finish oh. on a really high note I love a good werewolf
2: oh, oh shit high note I, I didn't I didn't know I had to blast this one out as a high note um <laughs> pressure I it will, just um... has
1: to be better than drinking semen wine
2: how am I supposed to top that That's, like... <laughs> <That's
3: funny.
2: laughs> well I'll, I'll I'll keep it as brief as I can. Uh, so this this kind of comes originally from the the story of Nicotimos, um, who murders his own son to kind of like prove a point with Zeus, 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 um, saying that if um, if Zeus is really all knowing, then um, let's test this theory. Let's test it out. Um, so his
1: own kid. <laughs>
2: Yeah, let's let's test it. So, Nicotemus murders um, Zeus's son. I should say to, for, for clarification. Got it. Um, and serves Zeus a tasty old meal of um, of like Kion. I think is the the name. The pronun- that is the pronunciation for you. I'm sure. I'm sure that's exactly how the Greeks pronounced it and zeus you know he he nibbles it up he thinks it's delish and then all of a moment he you know he's looking down and he's seeing it he's like, shit no this this is not gourmet cuisine this is my son and as a result he transforms um this guy oh wrong r- name's wrong way around sorry transforms lecaon into a wolf, Nicotemus was the son. There you go, clarification. That's what happens when you try and tell a story so abridged. So you can probably guess, you know, that kind of lycaon, you know, lycan, that word going into the meaning of the word wolf. That's where that originates from, but that's not where the story's going just yet. So that was the punishment. So this, this guy who's tried to trick Zeus gets turned into a wolf. Now in ancient Greece, uh, there was the, the rumours of a festival, a festival of cannibalism in Arcadia, in ancient Arcadia, on the slopes of Mount Lycaon. And in there, there was a ritual, a rite of passage for these young men in which they would sacrifice like a heap of animals, but they would also sacrifice a human being and they would mix up the entrails of these humans and this human in with the animals and the person who uh, consumed that the the slither of human entrails that they mixed in there he would be turned into a wolf so it's kind of like some like bizarre hazing ritual or like something like who get who's gonna get like the gross thing at the bottom of the cup it's the semen in the cup you know that old (laughs) chestnut
0: Um, and then you also get a wolf
3: out of but it, you so. <laughs> you also
2: get to be a wolf, and you would be a wolf for said amount, like nine amount of years or something. I think it was nine. And if you don't eat anybody for nine years, you get to be a human again. And yeah, weird Greek rituals again. But in this one, eating humans. There you go. That's ju- that's that's your ritual for you. That's a little bit freaky and a little bit weird. I think probably if I'm going to sit here, this is what I often do on the show is kind of pick things apart a little bit. I think a lot of this comes from that othering of people, you know? Um, you kind of see that I- even in modern references. I was I was doing research about Sierra Leone the other week and the C- Sierra Leonean War. My, my son's, um, his heritage is white British and Sierra Leonean. And there's lots of mythology in Sierra Leone about locals um, outside of Sierra Leone and cannibalism and often cannibalism gets used to kind of say stay away from those people because they eat people um i don't know i don't know maybe like back in the olden days there weren't things to be afraid of like 5g and microchips or whatnot so (laughs) cannibalism was like their (laughs) go-to um so there you go werewolves eating people the end
1: i think it's really fun that zeus thought inappropriate retaliation for his son being murdered and fed mm. to him was just like i'm gonna make you a dog how about
2: yes yes the theme dog. of dogs today bad dogs <laughs> worth, worth. and then you are gonna go and get murdered and have something shoved in your mouth um or we're gonna take a tick off your body um rub it on a gentle full circle moment
1: <laughs> and you're gonna love me forever <laughs> <laughs> oh well, this is yeah. You're right. I take back my disclaimer at the beginning. If you're doing any of these, I'm judging you. I'm judging yeah. you. Yes,
0: seriously, 100
1: <laughs> for sure. There is a judgment. You should feel it.
0: Well, on that note, what the <laughs> hell is our and <laughs> slip <in> this episode?
1: <laughs> your <per-witchin> and <laughs> slip this week. I don't know. Rowan did anything? Anything? I already.
2: I've I've already given it to you. That's true. You are provicient.
1: You are perwitchened. You're
3: perwitchened. It's, a, it's a verb now. <laughs> I I should
2: say um two things. Thank you so much also for allowing me to be on your show. Uh, and the honor
0: is truly ours. Yeah, this has been an absolute blast.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Thank you. but probably the second is i'm really sorry if you lose a shit ton of listeners after <laughs> hearing me in this episode um don't come for me and um, <laughs> i'm probably gonna <laughs> i probably going to i don't imagine there's gonna be many of your listeners coming my way to over to season of the witch after hearing the madness i have brought to your podcast no they
1: will we, the, <laughs> our listeners are equally weird what i love about I, this podcast too is that you never really know what kind of episode we're gonna give you like This week, it's, like, something really sweet, and we're going to be talking about an herb. And then, like, now we're talking about semen wine and cannibals. So, like, (laughs) you just never... There's something for everyone here. Mm.
3: Yeah. And Rowan, you you can
1: just have, like, the the
0: comfort in knowing that whoever comes to your podcast is going to be all of the weirdest of the weird of our group, so...
2: Good. That's (laughs) what I like. I like the the cream of the crap
1: of our listeners.
2: (laughs) Yes, it does always, the scum always does rise to the top. Uh, The cream, (laughs) sorry, the cream, the cream.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so you're per witch and slip for the rest of the summer, witches. We've got a little hiatus coming. We're going to miss you, but we need a break from editing because it's a lot.
0: and it's hot you know we got to be out
1: getting our suntan and stuff yeah and shale's gonna be you know saving the world all summer long so i mean hopefully not fingers crossed we get some rain but anyway sorry that was a long tangent to say your permission slip weirdos is to just exist As weird and fully as you need to and want to. As long as you're not encroaching on other people's business. Um, We don't care what your altar looks like. We don't care what your sacred space looks like. It doesn't have to be Instagrammable. All of the things. Your perwitch and slip is to just fucking be you. And stay fucking weird, people. Mm. Stay weird, witches. And we will see you this fall. And I miss you already and all of the things. Go keep in touch with Rowan, Season of the Witch, on Instagram. On Apple Podcasts, on Spotify Podcasts, on all of the podcast places. Join yeah. our Cheese Witch Coven. We haven't mentioned our Cheese Witch Coven. Oh,
2: mm, cheesy babies!
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's really creepy to say after we just talked about cannibals, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we don't actually eat babies. If you you can, it's a closed group on Facebook, but you can find us on Facebook. I say us like it's me. I'm just there. I show up sometimes. It is, a, it is it's Rowan's. A, it's coven. a coven.
2: Meter. It's well, it's not my. It's our. <laughs>
1: coven. The coven belongs to all of the all of the cheese lovers.
2: It, 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 and and do you know what? We even have started accepting vegans now. So we yeah. have. Yeah. We <laughs> Every other week
1: um we try to sit down and talk to it which is from all over the world and we just do yeah. a little zoom meetup and we chat about whatever is tickling everyone's brains on that particular occasion and it's really sweet and fun and everyone there is super nice so i will link all of the links in the show notes and we'll just keep growing this weird little group of people
2: yes send me your bajingo ticks. um <laughs> i can't wait to receive them <laughs> Thank you. Oh my
3: god! Cheers,
1: witches. Cheers.
2: I cheers two glasses together like a sad person. It was very cute,
3: though. And it clinked.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks. If you're having a witching good time, we hope you'll help us to grow this little coven. You all know it's us against AI in this algorithm eat algorithm world, so please help us out. Please like, rate, and subscribe anywhere you're listening to us. Also, we want to connect with our spooky, Marg-loving friends out there, so please like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links for those profiles will be in the show notes. And hey, be sure to tell us what you're drinking tonight. We love you all so much, witches. Cheers.